0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. And just a reminder, we've still got tickets available for most of the stops of the That Sounds Fun podcast tour friends. It's going to be a blast. And the only thing that is gonna make it more fun is if you are there. So be sure to jump over to anniefdowns.com to snag your tickets or reserve your spot on the wait list in case more seats open up in some of the sold out venues. I cannot wait to see y'all there. Before we jump into the conversation for today, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about one of our incredible partners, BetterHelp. You guys know how important I think it is for us to prioritize taking care of our mental and emotional health and how happy. Having the right help can really be a game changer. If there are patterns in your life that are causing you to feel stuck or things that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is a great resource for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and then they match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can send your therapist a message anytime. You'll get timely, thoughtful responses and you can start communicating within 24 hours. You can do weekly video or phone sessions so you can. Can do them literally from anywhere. BetterHelp prioritizes great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors to someone you feel is a better fit. I think that matters so much. BetterHelp has therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, y'all, including self-esteem, family challenges, grief, stress, and more, which means they have someone who specializes in what you're struggling with. This isn't self-help, and it's not a crisis hotline. It's professional, affordable counseling, and everything you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. So as one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash That Sounds Fun. Join over a million people, including many of our friends here who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash That Sounds Fun. Today on the podcast is a controversial figure, Preachers and Sneakers. You guys know the Instagram account, and you may have laughed at it or gotten angry at it or had some feelings about it. The guy behind Preachers and Sneakers, Ben Kirby, has been a friend of mine for a little bit, and I am super impressed with him, with how he loves God, with how he talks about what has happened with preachers and sneakers. And in fact, his book comes out tomorrow called Preachers and Sneakers: Authenticity in an Age of For-Profit Faith and Wannabe Celebrities. He and his wife also just had their first baby, and this is a very fun conversation to have about all of that. So, here's my conversation with Ben Kirby, also known as Preachers and Sneakers. We can call you Ben now on the podcast. Yeah. I don't have to say yeah. welcome preachers and sneakers. We can say welcome yeah, that, Ben Kirby.
1: It's a lot more uh, freeing to have that.
0: Okay. For real, tell me what it feels like. What does it feel like the people know your name? Let's talk in circles. We're going to start in the middle. How does it feel that God knows your name? No, I'm uh, just kidding.
1: It, <laughs> it feels...
0: How much time do you have? I'm so dumb. How's it... How, <laughs> what has it been like for people who had your phone number but didn't know it was you?
1: Uh, that that part's been probably the most fun. Really, because, uh, there's I'm I'm hearing from people from decades ago <gasps> that I haven't talked to, but had followed the account or had
0: no. zero
1: inclination that it was me. Right. So like I'm hearing from friends from the military and from high school, uh, maybe even like from elementary school, back in college. It uh, that's a weird thing, and not many people get to experience that. Yeah, where you do. A, A secret thing for multiple years and then uh the world finds out. But that that part was fun or has been fun still. It's died down a little bit, but it but it has been fun.
0: So the next circle out would be people that like are friends of your parents or Mm -hmm. friends of friends. Have you been hearing from that round of like your mom going, Carol called me yesterday because (laughs) my mom's name is Carol. No, (laughs) that just happened. (laughs) Yeah. Lord, we welcome you to this podcast. Whatever you have in Thank store. You, uh, we you are, are here, here with us. You are with us, Lord. So <laughs> someone calls Carol and says right. to Carol, Carol, my son just told me about your son. Has that been happening?
1: Yeah. I uh my my dad specifically has had has texted me a couple of times, like, hey, a buddy from my high school growing up just messaged me that I haven't heard from in like 30 years and <laughs> saw you know, saw your deal in the Washington Post, and yeah. we haven't talked in years and years. So that's been cool. You know, my uh, my parents were maybe the only people that kept the secret well. Everybody else kind of told their little circle of friends and their yeah. little, you know, trusted individual. They like literally didn't tell anybody. And so I know they were ready to tell others. And yeah, you know, everybody's got their own opinions about stuff and everybody has uh, a different perspective about this whole church and money topic. And so it's not all been positive completely, but I would say like 99% of people have been Positive, encouraging. And I think there's an aspect of now that I'm maybe humanized a little that people are less prone to be
0: <laughs> really jerks. Have people <laughs> yeah. up close? I mean, that ninety nine percent. Do you does that mean like people who have your phone number or can get to you, one percent of them have been unkind?
1: Most of the unkind people are on Instagram. People yeah. with my phone number, that maybe that's a made up stat. Everybody with my phone number has been kind or at Got least it. understanding. Yeah. People Except on Instagram. Me.
0: Because I'm right. just a troll in your text. A message.
1: very, uh, a very mean. Just, I'm kind of aggressive,
0: uh, <laughs> directly in text message. I'll never hard, do a to talk to. <laughs> I have been interested watching uh, what you're saying. I've seen play out as someone who watches your Instagram and is a follower of both your personal and uh, Preachers of Sneakers. Thank is you. the anger certainly has? It's been less acidic. If that's a word uh-huh. or less. Uh-huh. And I wonder if that's because you're a human to them now.
1: I I hope so.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy to uh, look at just kind of a blank Instagram or like an Instagram logo yeah. that, that is saying words but has no name or background. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty easy to maybe be a jerk to that. Yeah. Um, but then when I said, hey, here's my cute wife. And also I was a Marine, so feel free to come at me. Right. Uh, it maybe changed some things with right. those that... Like, I, a guy specifically messaged me saying, hey, uh, I've been a jerk to you in the past, but now that I know that you're a Marine, a fellow Marine, I think he was also a Marine. Wow. Uh, you know, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> wow, that is so, so interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a a cool look into humanity. And I, you know, it's like, woe is me. I have this huge platform and people are being unkind. Like, of course, people. And I think, it, I, think I heard this through Jonathan, but it's from you uh, saying, like, look, that's just part of it. Yeah. Like, when you're going to be have a platform like this, of course, not everybody's going to love what you do in every second. And so yeah. I... But it still wasn't, feels so, terrible. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially somebody that like really likes people and yeah. wants to be friends with everybody. It uh, doesn't feel great.
0: Um, you can answer this or not answer this, but... When when it started getting nasty at Preachers and Sneakers, when that, I mean, because right at first, the first wave was, this guy is killing the game. This is so funny. That Mm -hmm. pastor just publicly responded, and now we're riding on him. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, it when it started going, when they started being more negative comments and has continued, how do you cope with that? Have you healthily coped with that? Have you unhealthily coped with that? Has it been some of both? Like, how do you deal with continuing to do the work you want to do? When a large percent of responses are, could feel personal, are nasty, and you could just delete the whole thing.
1: Yeah. At the very beginning when it blew up and I started to get some of that negative or vitriol or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I had to stop for a couple of weeks or at least a week. I think Uh it was at least a week because it, it was blowing up out of control. People from all sides were wanting to either say what I was doing was awesome or, pick out all the terrible things I was doing to the entire fabric of Christianity. Sure. And me just like sitting there having done this Instagram account with no real thought behind it other than just like, hey, those shoes are worth 800 bucks. Uh-huh, That's weird. Uh-huh. I was not equipped and didn't mm-hmm. have any strategies or like yeah. uh, techniques for dealing with having thousands, hundreds of thousands of people come in and say their piece about something. Yeah. Of which I knew very little. Like I... Right. I knew about shoes. I knew about Christian culture. I didn't know about all the nuance around, you know, speaking and books and gifts and huge pastor salaries and this whole world that people for years have been caring about, but I had just never heard from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I I literally took a week off. And I at one point, I even deactivated the account for like a day because it was just it was exhausting. It was hours and hours a day. Like, sure, I was getting a bunch of followers. The media was calling, and that was cool. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know what I. I didn't know what it, what this was. I didn't know if it was inherently good or if it was inherently bad. So to answer your question, I thought very quickly. I realized there was a lot more. There was a lot more here than just the sneakers. Like yeah. we're talking about the church's relationship to to wealth and fame and uh, self help and image and mm-hmm. social media and all that kind of stuff. Um. And so to me, it seemed like it was worth continuing, but I, tactically, I hired a media manager to help me filter out comments.
0: Yeah, tactically, you're such a Marine, tactically.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) short-term, what I did in in real life is I hired a media manager, her name was Shelby, and she gave me a bunch of time back, but I also didn't want to create an echo chamber. So I I delete very few comments because Mm -hmm. I want people to be able to, to openly say their piece, even if it's misinformed or even if it's passion filled, because like this topic is not solved and it's right. not it's the comments alone are a good look into the state of mm-hmm. how believers treat other believers yeah. on the Internet. And two years ago, I didn't have that perspective about it. I was like, whoa, y'all are overreacting. I have tried to curate the comments to where I delete just the straight up hateful stuff. Like I'm not interested in and in giving a platform for people that just want to be hateful. Mm-hmm. If you look through the comments, I'm probably missed some things because it, if I was deleting comments all day, I would be fully employed. That's your doing whole job. That. That's right. Yeah, but it's an interesting thing that's not super precedented. Where you have people that are so passionate. Maybe it's precedented. I don't know. Not in my life though. But like where there's so many opinions about this kind of nebulous topic that have merit on both sides. And so how do you continue to facilitate that conversation while also filtering out every negative mm-hmm. thing ever? It's just kind of a hard thing to achieve. So
0: let me tell yeah. you how my different stance on this, and I'll be interested to hear if you're going to be different with your Ben Kirby account versus with Preachers and Sneakers. Because with my Instagram, that is my house. And when you come in my house, this is how we talk to each other. And if you don't, you say that. You, if you don't want to... If you don't want to talk like that, you don't have to follow me. I you have not, you're not locked in here. This is there is a you just unfollow if you don't like this. But <laughs> yeah. and so to me, I, I respect how you're doing preachers and sneakers, but it but in your personal Instagram, do you do you do you hold that same conviction that people that this is a public forum where people should be allowed to say their piece, which I think is fine if that's your system.
1: I don't think so. My, I mean, I spend so much time with the Preachers and Seekers account that I'm rarely doing much on my personals. Yeah. I created an author account just so I could maybe post things that are different from just the regular Preachers and Seekers stuff. Sure. Uh, but when it comes to personal accounts, I'm much more echo chambery about that because mm-hmm. I don't, like if you want to say your piece about how much you hate me, do it on Preachers and sneakers. Yeah, you're like, like,
0: I've got a whole place account. where you can say it as much as you right.
1: want. <laughs> right, but I, I, I also uh, receive your point. Like, I should have the freedom to delete, block, however I want, because it is my account. Um, I just want to be the type, and I'm not saying you're not the type of person. No, 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 I but just it be the type of person, the is
0: different than a personal account.
1: Right, right. Yeah, like I just want to be the type of person that isn't quick to shut down a voice that's mm. calling me out for something mm. or critiquing me on something. Even if it's unfair, I want to be the type of person that can take critique to my community and say, hey, is there anything real here? Like, am I being a hypocrite? Or right. am I being unfair by doing this kind of stuff. And it doesn't feel good. It right. doesn't feel good to have people say, hey, you're any number of expletives. But yeah, I try my best not to create an echo chamber. But I have started this year specifically blocking people just because certain people can really derail the, the, your, your entire day yes. if they say certain yes. things like insecure. Like, oh, let's just be real. Like, I have plenty of insecurities about the account and sure. the space that I work in right now and the book I wrote. Um, And so if people point to those things, that can easily derail me for the entire day. So if I engage with that, I know I'm going to come to eight hours later and have nothing to show for it other than just like emotional exhaustion and maybe being kind of pissed. Yeah. So I have blocked certain people that I know are just trying to try to get a rise out of me and try to be slow to do that. (laughs)
0: Hey friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, 3rd Love. Y'all know this about me, but I absolutely love my 3rd Love bras. And here's why. They're designed using the measurements of millions of real women, so they provide the perfect fit, all day comfort, and support. They feature over 80 sizes, which means you're sure to find one that's right for you. And every 3rd Love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no slip straps, and a scratch free band. You can always trust they're going to be comfortable. Third Love's Fitting Room Quiz, y'all know I love a quiz. It's like a personal shopper just for bras. It focuses on size, any fit issues you're having, and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are perfect for you. Throughout the quiz, fit stylists are available for one-on-one chats to answer any questions. And you get to skip the awkwardness of a traditional bra fitting experience and do this one from the comfort and convenience of your own home. So far, the fitting room has helped 18 million women, y'all. 18 million women find their true bra size and you could be next. Third Love stands behind their products with their perfect fit promise. If you don't love your new bra, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. And y'all, Third Love has got our Sabbath lounging covered with their incredible loungewear. Made from the super soft premium cotton fabrics available in drapey, easy fit knits in sizes extra small to 3X, all in the quality and fit you expect from Third Love. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there. So right now they're offering my friends 20% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 20% off today. And now back to our conversation with Ben. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's super wise and, I'm with you. I, I, my hope is that I don't block people who disagree with me, but but I am co-wick to delete a comment or block a person who talks unkindly about a podcast guest. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. D- are you coming in my house and you're going to talk about my friend? Like you can right. go elsewhere and 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 you can disagree with my podcast guest. I'm not saying if you disagree sure. with them. I'm saying don't be unkind. Just being a hater. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be unkind to someone on my Instagram. You can go be on, uh, you can build your house, however you want, post whatever you want. But I'm interested in, when you think about preachers and sneakers, there are pastors that have had really strong opinions about it. Now that they know you're a person, is there, is there reconnection? Are you trying that? Like, I'm not going to name drop, but I'm thinking of some of the men who have been pretty public about, not feeling preachers and sneakers.
1: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard from them uh, yeah. since coming out in public. I, I the people that I that already knew who I was, whether it be through a podcast conversation or just like talking offline. Sure, they already knew who I was. The people that maybe were pissed at me or disagree with every fabric of my being, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming aren't interested in talking to me anymore now than they were mm-hmm. before, but, um, I know that they know I'm out there. Um, yeah. and that's, that is what it is. I, I hope they can at least maybe stop and think, is there anything here? And if there's, if they, if they think any of the criticism or the critique or whatever, the conversation is inapplicable to, to them, then they should move on. Be secure. Uh, Judah Smith says, "If you're gonna, like, if you're gonna buy it or if you're gonna wear it, own it, preacher. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Either, if you're feeling some type of way about what I do on my account, it's worth exploring why you feel a certain type of way about it. Yeah. Like, if you're treat being, feel like you're being treated unfairly, then that's that's a legitimate concern. If you are feeling insecure about the amount of de- nice designer things you're wearing on stage, then that's something to pursue. I think." But also if you worked for six months, you saved, you really like this jacket, you really like this pair of shoes or whatever, then just own it, bro. Yeah. Like it's it's going to – it's not that big of a deal. Like you, the people that know you best know where you're at with mm-hmm. with money and things. Hopefully, hopefully you have a community of people that can speak into that. And if that's the case, then brush it off and let's roll. Like at a macro level, there's legitimacy to this whole topic, yeah. I think. At a micro yes. level with individual situations and nuance – It's, we could talk for hours and hours about, well, so-and-so went to this deal and was gifted this deal and had, you know, went on this speaking tour and they gifted everybody this kind of thing. Like, sure, at a micro level, but at a macro level, and what I talk about in the book is our collective obsession with the currency of fame, the obsession with making more money, growing our reach, turning the church into a marketplace, all those kind of things are happening. And I don't think there's any argument that it's happening Uh, even if it's not happening at your church. And so I would just challenge those guys that are still pissed at me maybe for what I do that hopefully they know that I care more about the flourishing of the Big C Church and our representation of Jesus to the outside world than I do about any one individual circumstance. Like even if them, even them getting gifted a private jet trip, like I really don't care that much. You know, I just care more about people being real about their situation and being authentic with people, even if it's online
0: when I'm sorry to ask questions other people ask you, but I'm genuinely cur- curious. Yeah, yeah. Why why start Preachers and Sneakers in the first place? Talk about the day where you were li- like, how long were you looking at pastor's shoes before you thought this is an Instagram account?
1: <laughs> uh, not very long. So two years ago, I, my wife and I live in Dallas and we moved up here from Austin so I could go to SMU to get my MBA. And I was at the end of my first year of my mba program like full-time i'm going to full-time school at this point at the same time i was djing on the side to make ends of course meet. you were of course
0: you <laughs> and that makes sense a marine who's got his mba that's sure. a dj i get it <laughs> yeah, i get it like it's i just common story very sick
1: of me doing non-traditional things like she really wishes i was an investment banker or something <laughs> uh sometimes i wish that too but yeah i was djing under the name dj double stuff mm-hmm. like the oreo mm-hmm. um and I had this recurring gig at a place in Deep Ellum where I would DJ from uh, like Is 10 that a PM. place
0: in Texas? Deep,
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Deep Ellum is uh, oh, an yeah. entertainment E-L- district in
0: Dallas.
1: yeah. U-M. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Kind of like in the book, I call it like a wannabe bourbon street.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. That sure smells the same.
1: <laughs> and I DJed at this like tapas place that got zero crowds. And so I would basically DJ oh, to myself my for four straight goodness. hours. But I did that on a Saturday night, 10 p.m. to like 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh my gosh. By the
1: time I got home. And the next my wife was out of town on a girl trip or something. So I slept through church. I had never, I I genuinely had never done this before. But I in replacement of going to church, I sat on the couch and started looking up YouTube worship videos. Yeah. And I had Mac Brock's song Resurrecting stuck in my head yeah. from maybe like the weekend before. And so I just YouTube like I Googled or YouTube the song. It's like, what is that song, Resurrecting You, Blah Blah? blah, blah. And the video of him leading at Elevation came up, and I was watching the video. I had a little coffee. I was probably tired from the night before, and I saw yeah. that he was, uh, in this video, he was wearing this pair of Yeezy 750s that uh-huh. were reselling for, like, 800 bucks. And I didn't know Mac. I didn't know Elevation. I just yeah. knew the song. I didn't know about, like, even in the, the first video I made about it, I said, like, what's with these L.A. worship bands? Yeah, bloody, yeah, bloody, yeah, bloody, yeah, He's yeah. <laughs> like, dude, he's in North Carolina. Right, That's right, video. right. <laughs> But I noticed the shoes, and I was like, this is weird. It's a worship leader wearing a pair of shoes that are worth 800 bucks. That stirred something within me. Uh And then YouTube started serving up related videos, and so I saw Stephen Furtick and Mike Todd and Erwin McManus and all these guys wearing really expensive either designer stuff or uh, really limited sneakers. Uh Uh And I realized, oh, this is this is like a thing. This is like a cultural thing that I know nothing about. I'm in Texas. I grew up in Louisiana. Uh-huh. We didn't really, church didn't really lean that way. Right. And so I, I made a few videos on my personal Instagram account and my friends laughed and that was it. Like it, yeah. I do this all the time. Like I'm just trying to point something out and make people laugh and hopefully make people think. Yeah. So there wasn't an Instagram account. There wasn't a strategy. There wasn't an in-state or anything, but my buddy Seth Jones, who's a who's actually a, a real DJ in L.A., uh, texted Wait, me. Wait, same
0: Seth Jones I'm friends with? Did he used to live uh, in Nashville?
1: Yeah, yeah, with the <gasps> hair. We share to hair. Seth Jones? Yeah, he. so he's from my hometown, Rustin. We used to lead worship together way back when in Ruston. Oh, my
0: gosh, of course. Wild. Okay, I love Seth of Jones. Of course
1: you know Seth Jones. Of course you know yeah, Seth you, Jones. You know more people.
0: <laughs> well, he lived here. He lived here. Yeah,
1: Nashville's a very small town. Yes, So he texted me because we would talk talk about EDM stuff and DJ stuff, music producing stuff, because I wanted to be him. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be him. And he was like, dude, you should start an Instagram doing just that. Mm -hmm. Like he thought it was funny. And he was like, dude, there's people out in LA that only wear this kind of stuff. You Mm. could be like he I I had the text somewhere, but he said this could be the next viral thing in Christian culture. And I was like, Whatever, dude. Like (laughs) this is I just made these offhand videos so I thought about it for a few days and about a week later I was thinking up the name of the account and I was thinking what rhymes with uh, sneakers Mm. uh, or preachers, uh, preachers and sneakers. And it basically came to me like within 30 seconds. And so the handle was available. I created the handle. I copied those videos. Uh, Seth uh, gave me a bump in his stories and that got, got it in front of, I think the right eyeballs. And from there on I got, I grew from zero to a hundred thousand followers in like four weeks, and oh my god, the New York Times starts calling me saying like, "How, who, how who does are that you? happen?
0: Did they DM you first? How does the New York Times just find your phone number?"
1: Uh, they they DM'd me. I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they either DM'd me or emailed me. Uh huh. Uh, and I, you know, I had to quickly create these email accounts because I didn't have email accounts. I had to create a, right. an additional number because I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do this in public or not. So I created right. this like fake Google number that they had to call. Yes. So, yeah, it was like a, a whirlwind. And very quickly, I realized that it wasn't all laughs for people, like mm. it was, uh, you know, atheists were coming in saying, this is why I hate Christians. This is why I hate the church. This is like such a huge problem. But then there were also people from like conservative church circles that were like, this is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about this. Like money is a huge issue in the church Mm -hmm. and celebrity worship is a huge thing in the church. And then at the same time, fans of these guys I post about or members of those churches came in. It's like, who are you to, (laughs) who are you to point out the price tag of their sneakers? Like you're being divisive. And so, uh, that happened within a month, and I wasn't making any money. I wasn't. I didn't have anything to sell. I. I just was experiencing this balloon of this account all yeah, while yeah. going back to school. It was interesting. So yeah, four weeks in, I'm like at a hundred thousand followers. All the media agencies are asking what 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 my angle is, or yeah. like what am I trying to do? Am I actually a Christian, or am I trying to uproot everything? <laughs> and i'm like this kind of moderate dude in the middle yeah. that's like well i kind of see both sides of it yeah and you know i'm having phone calls with some of the biggest pastors in the in the world and kind of getting a behind the scenes look and people are like freaking out behind the curtain about this because they're getting all they this were. kind of weird negative publicity yes and me for a long time i was like well, i'm just i'm just putting the real value of these shoes next to a picture they've already posted. And people are accusing me of, like, turning people away from the faith. it's I mean, it literally—
0: You weren't sneaking into churches and taking pictures. You were pulling posted pictures. I was
1: reposting and using my own kind of knowledge about the sneaker industry to post what the actual values of everything were. And it people took it as me shaming or or trying to, you know, end somebody's ministry or everything and— you know, I think there's legitimate critique for a lot of this stuff, but mm. I still hold to like, I never intended for that. I yes. was making a joke at first, but then realized that there was a much deeper thing going on in a lot of people's hearts and minds here. And I'm just trying to steward the opportunity. And now two years later, I just, my I, the thing I care most about and that thing deep down is what I cared about two years ago was authenticity yeah. and just people being real one way or the other. Like, if you've got a ton of money... If, be real about it. Don't try to hide it. If you are pissed at the church, be real about it. Or if you have found yourself to feel like you're kind of worshiping some of these guys or idolizing them, be real about it. And that's what I want Preachers and Seekers to be about. I'm way less interested in in actual pastoral footwear. I'm more interested (laughs) about getting people to be real online and in real life.
0: We, one of the things we do, Ben, is we tell people in our Friday AFD Week in Review emails who I'm interviewing the next week if they want to ask any questions. And so nice. we got some questions submitted for you. And one is kind of along the lines of this, where story, listen to your podcast mm-hmm. with words. And you talk about how, as you spoke to those preachers behind the scenes, as you were on those calls and you were softened and like had some new empathy for them. And mm-hmm. she wants to know, What is one of the most important things you've learned from these pastors in a positive light through this experience and the platform you've been given?
1: Shout out to Matt Wirtz, by the way. I know, let's go uh, Wirtz. Another Nashville homie. That's right. When you're just a normal McNormalson person, (laughs) Christian or not Christian, and you see some of these celebrity pastors, in a lot of ways, they're just like celebrities in that it doesn't feel like they're real people. Like Mm. they're things to talk about. It's like, if you think about, Bieber or Kanye, the idea that they would ever see anything that you post or talk about Mm -hmm. online Mm -hmm. is so, like, you just assume it's never going to happen. And you assume that they have a team of people that is taking care of everything for them and are not affected by anything. Very quickly, once I started hearing from some of the pastors, before that, I had never considered any situation ever where it would be uh, okay to wear a pair of shoes that were worth a mortgage payment. Or sure. at least on
0: stage. Sure. Is it different I, if you don't wear them on stage?
1: I think so. Okay. I mean, I think I think it's two different things. Okay. Because when you're on stage talking about Jesus, the whole thing is sending a message. Mm. Even if it's an unfair characterization of you, you're still sending a message mm-hmm. by what you wear.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: at least wise to consider that. Yeah. But once I started hearing from them and talking to them and, and being yelled at by some of them, I realized, oh, these are also real people that just are sitting at home with their Instagram accounts too, receiving all this new engagement overnight. Yes. yes. And so kind of like when I posted about who I was, it humanized them to me a little bit because mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. I I would just post and be like, dude, this is hilarious. I found more content. Nobody like nobody's going to be affected by this. Yeah. Um, and so when I heard from them, I at least imp- like a, I feel like I'm an empathetic person. I'm like, yeah. I'm not a sociopath. And so I at least empathize like it doesn't feel good for people to call you a false teacher or to call you a wolf in sheep's clothing or call you a hypocrite or being selfish, you know, when you probably have been busting your tail all week to work on something. Yeah. So that opened up that whole other world to me where I just would have never considered any situation. Like for example, I, uh, I talked with, I've talked with Carl Lent several, several times. This was two years ago. And those guys have a real, him and Judah and Chad and all those guys have a real, like, close relationship with Bieber. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something to be said about their ability to get in the same circles as him and influence him. Because people before that weren't able to do it. And so props to them for that. And when you're close and close-knit with a guy that basically has unlimited money and you pour into him and he feels like you have helped him turn his life around... Of course, he's going to give you whatever you want, like
0: or whatever he wants to give you. They might not have even picked it,
1: right? These guys would walk through Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom and Neiman all the time, and and Flight Club, these sneaker stores, and Bieber would be like, "Take whatever you want. I've got unlimited money. You're my homie." Like that, legitimately happens. Yeah. And w- when you're just like a normal person, you're like that. That will never. That's never happened. But it. I mean. But it does. The only way I can validate it is that those guys have told me that it happened. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what's the what's the best thing to do? Do you turn down gifts from Bieber when he said, hey, bro, I freaking love you. Thank you for helping me change my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you turn down gifts saying like, hey, man, I don't want these random people on Instagram to think that I'm getting rich off of you? Or right. is the wise thing to receive the gift and say, like, thank you, dude. Like, I'm so grateful. I, I'm not in it for this. Yeah. But this is, it's cool to have a, you know, a $2,000 pair of shoes. So like people will never consider that kind of nuance. Mm-hmm. And I at least want to be the type of person that says, all right, I I get it. Like I get that at yeah. a micro level. And so that, that's brought, that was probably the most impactful thing that I learned is like, these guys are having real conversations with Justin and Justin has, is now very vocal about his faith.
0: Yeah,
1: Something in there, th- those guys were able to catalyze and, uh. I don't blame Justin for giving them basically a Neiman Marcus shopping spree. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I think there is uh, there is still wisdom in considering what you put on before you get on stage to talk about Jesus yeah. because your reach is immense and the message that you send is very important. And your responsibility to deliver that message in a way that's accurate and helpful and not, you know, exclusion or exclusionary excluding others that are maybe down on their luck or not able to pay bills or really seeking like real help it to a lot of people it doesn't it doesn't it's not a great look Um, right and there's many people that i've heard from that that has made them feel less than or feel excluded because that seems to to be who's
0: yelling back the most are people who feel like like a comparison thing yeah. Is who yeah, so it, it opens yeah. up
1: it opens up all these different discussions about like Christians and how we operate on social media. Like yeah. do we have any responsibility for creating the comparison problem? Like if you uh, if you believe that social media can very easily cause depression and anxiety uh in you or your friends, we should care about that. Yeah. Like sure, we don't want to be controlled by strangers uh on the internet, but also I think we should care about serving others and not trying to like stoke envy in others by yeah. posting every single vacation pic we're on or every single dope courtside situation yeah. we get we get to be in so
0: I mean wouldn't you it wouldn't leads to you a lot say of interesting things for you and what rings true for me is I know about three seconds before I hit post why I'm doing it yeah and and so and sometimes if you want to be a bragger be a bragger but just know that that's what you're doing. Like you're causing comparison, and there's a spirit behind what you're posting every time you're posting, and that matters.
1: Yeah, that do, that does matter, and I feel I feel just as strong about it. Like I, I had to do my own audit of those things too. Same. Like I, in the book I write about my friendship with my buddy Justin Holiday, who's in the NBA, and has just poured out these crazy experiences and generosity to my wife and I. That is just like. Out of this world. And before being a part of this account, I would have never thought twice about saying, like, hey, I'm in the Bulls locker room. Mm -hmm. What's up? Yo, I'm living this freaking NBA life. I've got this NBA friend. But I think that's, I think it's in Romans 14 talking about stumbling blocks. Like, I think that very easily could be a stumbling block to those that are following and saying, Mm. gosh, my life sucks. Like, my life. I'll never I'll never have the things that BK got to go do with Justin. I'm just like working a job. I'm never going to have an experience like as Christians, you should care about serving those around you. And like mm-hmm. sure, be proud of your accomplishments and be proud of the things that God's blessing with blessing you with, but as you said, like 4 seconds before you post something, I I want people to get in the habit of at least thinking about it and yeah. saying like why am I really posting this? Yeah. Am I posting this to to be proud of my wife to say like look i'm so proud of stace for accomplishing this thing she got us you know we got to go on this vacation because of something that she did or right. we got uh, we were able to buy a car or something or is it like a, a, a flex and i yeah. think oftentimes we use social media to flex even if not subtly and that can get messy real quick yeah
0: Hey friends, taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit-to-shape design. With tons of styles to choose from, Rothy's shoes are the perfect way to add some comfort and style to your closet. Find your new favorites with the latest Rothy's styles like comfy shoes, brand new bags, and washable masks. My Rothy's camo cat sneakers are so cute, y'all. They feel great. And they add a little punch to one of those sweatshirts or business casual days at the office. I absolutely love them. Refinery29 says Rothy's are, quote, equal parts comfortable and chic. And Health says they're, quote, the most comfortable shoes on earth. Finding the perfect style is easy because Rothy's comes with free shipping and free returns on eligible items. Rothy's has transformed, y'all, nearly 100 million plastic bottles into beautiful shoes Handbags and face masks. I think that is the coolest. And another major bonus is Rothys are fully machine washable. Simply toss them into the washing machine anytime they need a little refresh and they'll come out looking good as new. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at Rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's Rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash sounds fun. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to Rothys.com slash sounds fun today. And now back to our conversation with Ben. Why did this need to be a book? Why couldn't it have? Just, why isn't it just enough to be an Instagram account? What are you giving us in the book that we're not getting on Instagram?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot because Instagram is a platform of tiny captions and yeah. photos only, and most people don't read super long captions. But what I realized over the two years was that either God is allowing this to happen or mm-hmm. he's making this happen. Mm-hmm. And the discussions that were happening in the comment section and just around the account were way more important than just my snarky quips wow. on Instagram.
0: That are very good, by the way. You make me you. LOL frequently.
1: Thank you. Uh, and I, I didn't know I had that skill. And still <laughs> until I started the account and people, I, I just, he inspires me on the spot. Like I never have these things planned. I just yeah. came up with them uh, on the spot. But about a year in, I realized that there's so much nuance to this conversation and so many perspectives that need to be fleshed out that it would be impossible for me to do this on Instagram alone. Mm. And I did it on the podcast, which is great. And the podcast is my favorite thing to do. It's very
0: fun. It's a great show.
1: Thank you. And even if nobody listened, I've been able to meet just the best of friends. Yeah. Like you and I, I mean. Yeah. You and I are friends now and yes. I've had just amazing, fulfilling conversations. Like it it is fulfilling just to do that even if nobody listens. Yeah. And maybe people will stop listening and it's like <laughs> we don't have a ton of followers anyway, but it's fun to do. It's enough followers for me to continue doing it. Yes. But the through the conversation in the podcast and the passion that came from the Instagram account, mm-hmm. it was like there's I can't think of any other way to dig deep into these questions that get brought up. There that have been brought up Mm -hmm. from the account and not, not brought up for myself. They they were brought up organically about like how much is too much is the modern church turning into a marketplace. Does God care about that? Do we, you know, this whole issue about celebrity worship and celebrity pastors and turning people that are just preachers or pastors into those that are getting, you know, tables at Nobu and private jet trips and green room, like,
0: that writers
1: though. and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh It's a lot of things that people message me all the time saying, I've always thought this, but you made a way of pointing to it right. in a succinct way that is easy to digest. And so I I prayed about it a ton. I talked about it with my community a ton. I talked about it with my pastor a ton and my wife uh, uh, incessantly. And this seemed like this was the wisest next thing to do yeah. because – The response to the account was a very clear indication that this is on people's hearts and minds. Yes, Christians and non. And I would have put words to
0: something we didn't know we needed words for. Yeah,
1: Yeah? and I, I, I think it would be doing a disservice to. This sounds so arrogant, but I think it would be doing a disservice to the conversation or the the ground that we made up in starting to talk about some of these things if I just sat on it just an Instagram account continued to just post about literal preachers in sneakers and not put the work into research and try to wrestle with some of these hard questions. And that's that's what you get in the book. The book is a not only it's like I tried to still be funny, like a humorous state it is of the modern church. Mm-hmm. And but also a deep dive into those questions about, uh, what is it okay to get rich off of God? Is it, uh, what do we do with Christian celebrities? Should we use our platforms as pastors to politic for individual candidates? Like there's a political piece to it. Should we care about what we post and how we post on social media? Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also a whole element of like pointing the mirror back at us, the regular followers that aren't, uh, famous pastors to say, Hey, if you want them to be about it, bro. You better be about it. Right. Like if you want them to sell stuff and give to the poor, you should consider also giving to the poor. Like it, it, we're also called to a standard too, um, as Christians. And so there's a lot of that in the book. And to be clear, it's not a self-help book. It's not a book where I give you all the answers because if I had the answers, uh, the book probably would have been written a long time ago
0: <laughs> and it'd or it would way be, more expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's a collective and it, like, it's a collective, set of questions to hopefully drive discussion for you and your community it's a there's you know some more behind the scenes narrative about the history of the account and who i talked with and kind of what happened behind the scenes there
0: yeah i like that stuff
1: yeah yeah and then also there's a heavy helping of like self-critique where it's like hey Mm -hmm. two years ago i screwed up x y and z and here are the things that i wish i could do differently and i know that i hurt people's feelings and i'm uh like still wrestling with these kind of things just trying to like trying to be as real as possible with the whole thing.
0: Uh, One of the other questions someone sent in that I think is really interesting. I ask it a lot. I'm not sure I would have thought to ask it, but Donna said, what is something you know about Jesus that you didn't know before that first post? What have you learned about Jesus because of this?
1: Like for the longest time, I viewed God, I viewed Jesus as, he's so big and so powerful. Like there's billions of people starving in the world. Why would he ever care about me finding a parking spot or me Mm. like healing from this cold or anything like that. And the conclusion I came to as much as I like, I disagree with those that preach a prosperity gospel that says, Hey, if you put faith in, he's going to help you. If you put more money in, he's going to give you a tenfold return. I, I don't think he, I know he doesn't work like that, but somehow he still does bless us with like, air conditioning and like food delivery, like for some reason, some of us have been like blessed to be in America and have like a very, very good life. And I like before I'd never, I'd never thought about that or I, I'd never put it in perspective to the amount of people that are living off of less than $2 a day. But, I guess two things what I'm emotionally getting to is one. It made me start considering the rest of the world and understanding how fortunate of a position that I'm in and how responsible I am to doing my part to help take care of the world. Like it is our job as Christians. Like I'm not talking about being like a white savior. I'm just saying because I'm so fortunate and have so much like, margin here relative to the rest of the world. We should, we should care uh, about those that are suffering and God loves them just as much. He loves both of us equally. And somehow in his infinite wisdom, those people equally exist with the perfect love of God. And then I also get to exist. I don't know what that is, but... I guess she's asking what I learned about Jesus is that somehow in his infinite like power and wisdom, he's able to take care of both of us mm. and that we shouldn't be feel guilty for like getting the hand we were dealt, but we should use that hand we're dealt to affect change however we can. Yeah. Super long-winded answer. Uh,
0: ben, that's a beautiful I hate answer. that you just did that to me. <laughs> that was Donna. But—
1: <laughs> Just a quick reminder. i'm gonna find you don <laughs> really messing with my brand here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry but that's it that's it like i can't completely say god doesn't bless us with a gucci bag like he is able to do that i don't i think he does have much bigger fish to fry but he's also able to reach us where we're at and he does care about even little stuff like i would challenge you to maybe pray bigger prayers than for a job promotion or a Gucci bag, but he does care about that, or he does care about you yeah. and the things that you're asking for.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm gonna go ahead and get off here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did say before we started, you're allowed to hang up at any time.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. That's, I mean, that's a really good question. I have not been asked that throughout the entire so I think that was just a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, well done, Thanks for Donna. the
1: question, Donna. <laughs> Gosh.
0: Ben, that's a beautiful answer. And, and I think it also gives us a glimpse, for my friends who haven't gotten to read the book yet, I feel like it gives such a glimpse of the depth of who you are that we don't maybe experience on Preachers and Sneakers all the time, but yeah. is woven into the book the whole time. I mean, you, yeah. in, in, a, in a real tangible way you're pastoring a lot of people and thank you yeah and so it, how you how you even get me as an Annie who's a normal Annie but who also teaches on stages on Sunday mornings how you get me to think about what I'm wearing has has moved the gospel forward in some way and so you're pastoring pastors and you're pastoring leaders and you're pastoring everyday people like Annie and and thank so you. I'm no pressure. I'm really grateful. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. But. thank
1: you. No, that mean, that means a ton to me. And I, I want it I want I have to hold on to those things because yeah. like I I uh, there's plenty of, of people that that think all I do is is negative, but yeah uh, I'm very grateful to have whatever opportunity that is. Yeah. So thanks for saying that.
0: Hey, friends, just taking one more short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Green Chef. Y'all know I'm always looking for ways to be the healthiest Andy I can be, especially when they also simplify my life. Well, let me tell you, Green Chef is definitely on that list. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. They've got a range of meal plans and recipes to suit any diet or preference. Things like keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, they've got us all covered. Can we just talk about the fact that pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped ingredients showed up at my doorstep? And then all I had to do was follow the directions on the very easy-to-follow recipe card with pictures. Thank you very much. And I ended up with a delicious home-cooked meal. Y'all, I made this Mediterranean chicken salad from Green Chef's Keto Box, and it was incredible. The whole experience was pretty stress-free and fun. And even better, I had leftovers for lunch the next day. Enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Our friend Simone Kigweba taught us about why seasonal foods matter in our rhythms of January 2018. And Green Chef is here to incorporate that. It's also the first ever keto meal kit on the market. So if that low-carb lifestyle is your thing, Green Chef makes it easy to stick to with recipes averaging only 14 net carbs each. And y'all know my pursuit of protein these days. Well, Green Chef's vegan and vegetarian recipes are high in plant proteins and rich in omega-3s. And they rotate in new recipes every week. So there's always something new to try. So fun. And no getting stuck in a menu rut. So here's what you do. Go to greenchef.com slash nine zero. That sounds fun. And use the code nine zero. That sounds fun to get $90 off, including free shipping. Y'all $90 off. Again, that's greenchef.com slash nine zero. That sounds fun. And use the code nine zero. That sounds fun to get $90 off, including free shipping. And now back to finish our conversation with Ben. Ben. for limiting what kind of shoes I wear on stage. year <laughs> Yeah, <Just kidding. laughs> I was,
1: I was going to say, as you were saying that, like, it's not a shame thing. Like, you <laughs> no, can it's wear not. whatever you I do, want.
0: And I do. And I do. But I do think about it. I do think about it before I put Good. on my Target kimono. I really get my brain spinning <laughs> about it, making sure everybody's cool. Ben, we're going to enter into a segment of the show called Let's Make Up Answers because this is coming out in the future.
1: Hey, Are you ready? Like my favorite kind. Your
0: yeah. wife is pregnant. By the time we hear this, you have a baby. Yes. What's it like?
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm totally chill. I've got all the answers, <laughs> and I am really serving my wife well, and we all have good attitude. Uh, all, including
0: uh, the baby. All three of you have got a really and good ba- attitude. The baby
1: is quiet and submissive <laughs> and respects us as parents.
0: Has uh, already made some good decisions about who they want to be as right. a grown-up. Do we know publicly whether it's a boy or a girl?
1: It's a boy. Hopefully, a, boy. a man <laughs> is the joke I'm going with.
0: <laughs> do we publicly know the name?
1: Uh, we. I don't, don't feel like we do. Yeah. Well, if if this is out,
0: well, you don't have I'll to have tell baby me though. What if no, the baby uh, well, isn't here? The baby's gonna be here.
1: The baby's gonna be here. His name's Davis Dean <gasps> Kirby.
0: Davis Dean Kirby. That's a great Texas strong boy to man name. Davis Dean That's Kirby. Right. What are we calling him? Davis.
1: Uh, for the time being, he can okay. choose. But my dad's name is Dean, and uh, it's a kind of a timeless name, I think. And I just like—I'm not in it to name kids for cuteness as yeah. a baby. Like y. this Davis. guy's got to have a resume at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we just—we just like the name. I think yeah. it's uh Not many of our friends have. This is so like 2021 discussion about naming a kid. Like not many of our friends. We don't know many people with that, with that name. Yeah. But we think it's like easy to say. It's got a little bit of alliteration going, and it'll look good on, like, I think he won't hate us for naming him that. That's right. As an adult.
0: And if he switches to Dean when he's 19, the ladies will lose it.
1: That's right. That's right. We're going to give him that option.
0: That's right. We're going to give him that option, and I will cross that bridge. But if he goes off to college and becomes Dean, y'all aren't ready. Hey, my name's
1: Dean. (laughs) Yeah,
0: my name's Dean Kirby. My dad runs preachers and sneakers. You ready? Yeah. You ready for this?
1: I'm super proud of my dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's the segment where we talk about things that are happening in the future like they've already happened. So my genuine hope and excitement is that everything goes really well and that y'all are having just a great time. I cannot believe you're releasing a baby and a book into the world at the same in the same like two weeks.
1: Yeah. Like the same week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well now it's like the same two weeks. But yeah, we uh thank you for, for the kind words and we will need the prayers. Yeah. um but it clearly was not my timing. <laughs> I would have not <laughs> scripted it this way, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> uh, but here it is.
1: I think he's in us in a way he's he's protecting me by giving the baby thing, making the baby thing happen at the same time so that I'm not so just losing my mind about the book. Like That's I think right. the baby puts the book in very much perspective, which is helpful for me as a person that has an obsessive personality.
0: That is a gift. I'm a hundred percent with you that the Lord has handed you a gift. And the, so the Lord's handed you that gift. But the interesting thing, Ben, is you're handling it in the right order, because there are some people who might not catch that as an might not even catch that as an opportunity. And mm-hmm. you do, and you see that God's God's in his infinite wisdom and kindness has allowed you to release two things that are not of equal measure. Yeah. So it's
1: almost like he knows what, what's going on.
0: It's almost like and I do not. <laughs> it is almost like he knows more than we do. Okay, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we talk about? Donna um, only sent in one question, so I don't have anything else from her. I mean,
1: Donna really got us got us in there <laughs> quick. I just i I would love for people to buy the book. Yes, uh, it's on all of those retailers. It's it called comes Features out tomorrow. Tomorrow in the future. Yep. Authenticity in an age of for profit faith and wannabe celebrities. And I I had this revelation this weekend, like legit, that I've gone back and forth about my feelings about the book and yeah. about whether I'm not even even worthy to talk about this stuff. And out of all the account and of the book, all I care about now is pushing people to authenticity and mm. to be real. Yeah. Got it. Like that's not an eternal issue but it's a very real life issue yep and corona pushed this on us a little bit where it's like hey none of us are that special Mm -hmm. like all of us are kind of scared and kind of uncertain about the world i want to continue in corona it was not a good thing but i'm saying there were byproducts of that the thing that pushed me to start the account was like i wanted people that represented jesus to be real about who jesus was not about what you can get out of him or what uh, what you put in and how much more mm-hmm. you can take out from him. But I just want people to be real about their faith. If they don't have a faith, be real about that. And if they struggle with their faith, I want them to struggle with it openly and to be real yeah. about it. And I, I hope if anybody, like, if they read it and they hate the book or if you, if you look at the Instagram account and you hate the Instagram account, just... I hope that you can take away like, hey, there's people out there that are trying to wrestle with tough things yeah. and trying to be as real as possible, even though that's like freaking hard to do on yeah. social media. But I want people to be real. I want people to not treat their faith like a game and just be authentic in everything.
0: Yeah. You um, you have done an excellent job of teaching us that and continue to. And the book does that. So I'm Thank thankful. You. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. What sounds fun to you, Ben Kirby?
1: Well, uh, since I have a baby in the future, I imagine (laughs) these things will be tabled for a while. (laughs) But uh, my wife and I, our favorite thing to do in the world is to fly fish. And I saw that you picked up fly fishing last year. Yes.
0: Um,
1: Being in the mountains and fly fishing is the pinnacle of living to us. And that sounds fun to me right now. Uh, Why? Tell me why
0: you love it that much. Uh,
1: I think it's the... It's like a cathartic type, just even the motion is kind of cathartic. And it puts you in environments that are uh the our peak creation. Yeah. And uh standing in a stream in a mountain range fishing for trout is the best experience uh to us. Yeah. And consistently my wife outfishes me every single time. <laughs> like it is like a pure like I've been fishing my entire life. She hasn't. And Every single time we fly fish, she's outfish me. Uh in terms of like how many fish we bring in.
0: That's impressive. But so that
1: sound that sounds fun. And you know, maybe once old Davis is old enough we can take him, but I imagine we won't be able to do that for the <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Listen, but yeah, start, fly fishing they in just, the mountains.
0: They sleep a lot, I've heard. So there's a lot of like strapping them to you and doing what you want to do for some time. That's right. It's that I like middle that. window, man. It's that, it's that once they can move themselves to once they go to school those years that you've got some. Some challenging right. times in your future.
1: <laughs> that's right. But also, that's yeah, going to be point. so cute. Yeah, that's when they're so cute
0: and they say little things.
1: Uh, I hope
0: it's going to be adorable.
1: My wife is is a redhead, and I my hair is done right now. But I have, if it grows out too long, it's an afro, uh-huh. like a legitimate afro. And so we're concerned about uh, the hair makeup of this baby oh, coming out. It very well it could be a an orange afro coming yeah. out of there. But
0: we'll see. <laughs> Lord, I ask you to change one thing right now in the womb. <laughs> Give us an orange <laughs> afro. Oh, buddy, thanks for being on the show. Congratulations on the book and the baby. And um, I'm just, I'm cheering for you. Annie, thank
1: you. This is uh, just an immense honor for me. I'm a huge fan of yours. And uh, we love you as a person and think that you also have an immense ministry. And I'm just trying to follow in your footsteps. So thank you for having me.
0: Let's just walk together. I'm grateful. You guys, isn't he the best? Oh my gosh, like I got teary twice. I did not see that coming. What a gift Ben Kirby is. And y'all have got to go check out his Instagram. See his baby, see the new book. He's birthing a lot of stuff right now. Hey, make sure you grab a copy of his new book out tomorrow called Preachers and Sneakers, Authenticity in an Age of For-Profit Faith and Wanna-Be Celebrities. And go follow Preachers and Sneakers. And you can go follow Ben. Tell him thanks for being on the show If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs T-S-F, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great week. We'll be back here on Thursday with one of your favorites and one of my favorites, Dr. Matthew Sleeth. See you guys on Thursday.